Hello, here we are again. Hello, how are you? <laughs> oh, recovering from another bug, as most of the world probably is, but good to be back here. That's good. And you, been been okay? Yeah, I've been okay. Um, I just had double vaccine so uh, the other day, so I was feeling kind of like, ah, uh, on the dumps yesterday, but I'm feeling much better. Oh, uh, the reality now. of our... Uh, post-COVID world. Oh, I know. And it's All still right. ongoing, right? Life goes on. And here we are with Liminal Writing. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us again today. And today's trigger phrase, yes, as Liminal Writing goes, is from Albert Hubbard. Albert Hubbard says, God will not look you over for medals, degrees, or diplomas, but for scars. Yes. The usual 10-minute time writing, and here is what has come out. I go first. Yes. Well, I am glad to hear that, for dear God, I have no degrees nor diplomas, but I sure have a lot of scars, invisible scars, visible scars. They have marked my battles and they have decorated the pathways to this place I am in today. Mm. I keep struggling with the worldly expectations, though. These earthly measures of success and learning and achievement. Part of my scars are left by barbed obstacles that have barred my ways into career options and workplaces. Those that did ask for medals and degrees and diplomas. But I realized even then that they were not God. Mm. If they did mm. not give value to my scars, then they did yeah. not deserve the gift of my talent and my presence. The scars of childhood abuse have made me resilient, kind, generous, perceptive, forgiving, wise, appreciative of goodness, forgiving of evil. The scars left behind by political repression and activism that colored the days of my youth have taught me about optimism and courage, human suffering and humanity's strength, about meaningful living where purpose beyond oneself brings fulfillment like no other. That's it. That was my mm. 10 minutes of writing. Your turn, Lee. Oh, here we go. Um, the scars are weightier than medals, degrees, or diplomas. These lines on my skin and soul, arterial branches of experience and life lessons. To those who believe God expects perfection, total goodness, virgin pureness, I have come to know a God that loves me for striving, for going through the mud, for moving over boulders, for wallowing, for truth seeking. Each breath I take, each intake and out, my lungs pressing against my ribs, reshapes the body, redirects the spirit. These scars of my doing, a lattice work of making, breaking, and remaking, a co-creation with God. They, who provided the original framework, 
and me in the everyday of refleshing, suturing, a handwork of love, strength, beauty, and the once ugly. I love That's it. it. And the once ugly. <laughs> Which is now not, in my view. So no. the way that I took it, so this that I was given, the body that I was given, and I am co-creating it with God in the way that I take care of it, in the way that I reshape it to who I am in my mind and in my heart. Wow. Do you want to speak to about what your experience was like writing this? The moment that you read the line and then what came to you as you started writing? This is, this speaks so loudly and quite scarily, scarily, is that a word? Mm -hmm. It's been scary for me, the line, because mm -hmm. it's so real. It speaks to a very deep complex that I have about not able to really have the degrees and the and the diplomas that yeah. color a lot of my colleagues and even people who work in my field. Yeah. That 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 surround me in my world of work. Mm. Um but I am there, right? Yeah. Um but that's why I said we were socially conditioned mm. to actually measure our worth, our capacity, our uh -huh. credibility through yeah. all these titles. Mm. Which I don't have. I don't have those titles. Mm. And Though the lack of titles has not deterred you from producing excellent work. Exactly. That is what I struggled to connect in my brain because I have achieved a lot. I have to give myself that. Um, you did. I have worked with so many different populations, communities, countries, mm -hmm. ministries, Global right. agencies. Chief right. executives, right? Executives. And it's been apparent from my life, you know, those lack of titles what was just coincidental, I guess, too in my life. Even from when I was young, and some of them were a lack of a grade school diploma because I was too smart. You know? I a didn't lack of grade school diploma. What do you yeah, mean? because I was accelerated. Okay. Uh, my teachers made me take a, an exam to this special school, the Philippine Science High School for geniuses in the country, yeah. when I was on the sixth grade. And there was a seventh grade yet, but they made me take it for some reason. I didn't even know what I was getting into. Okay. They made me take it on my sixth grade and I passed. So they accelerated you to, yes. to so I went freshman, to freshman. straight to high school. Ah, so that's what you mean. Okay. <laughs> and then in high school, I became a so really intense political activist at the age of 15. And then I was kicked out before my fourth year of high school. Yeah. And I was then accepted by another school where I excelled so much because I was advanced. Yeah. With the condition that I wouldn't be issued a diploma. Oh, from that seriously. <laughs> 
But you did all the work. Yeah. I was coaching my classmates with the science lessons because I was advanced. And then I passed the competitive exams again for the University of the Philippines. I'm going to hop yeah. there. And um, yeah. life continued and political <laughs> activism and theater where we went up continued. And I didn't finish college. Then yeah. my exposure yeah. in political activism and theater and all the skills that came with it and the intellect made me be, be able to fulfill an international post, which was the first post being in Cambodia for Oxfam, where I was using participatory methodologies for non-formal education in a post-war and conflicted country. So it just made sense. And I studied a lot for each role and each job. I absorbed a lot of learning and knew how to pass on the learning. So I just grew you are a poster child for success on your own terms. <laughs> you've always been learning and you've always shared that learning with others. So I think that your success is not because you had diplomas or degrees. Your success is in the number of people and organizations that you've helped become more stable, built more capabilities, worked on the global platform uh, for issues like public health issues, governance, policy. And it doesn't necessarily mean that a person with a degree would have the same experience. Oh, totally not. Uh, I'm sorry. But oh. yeah, but but it's making me emotional. <laughs> um. Mm. Yeah, I think you are a success determined <laughs> by yourself, right? That's why <laughs> in the writing that I read, it's that combination of just the com the complexity of my own personal experience, including what I went through in my younger years, because that mm. combination of of resilience and at the same time knowing what it is to be disempowered and be vulnerable, but at the same time having the intellect and even because we are both from the theater yeah. i'm also really creative and i'm able to and quite visionary i i believe mm -hmm. actually if i look and step back and really be honest and not be scared to be to 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 to, to step into your light i know not be scared to step not, into your and, light yeah i like that but because <laughs> i am <laughs> um, it's actually quite a wonderful combination, isn't it? I would hire me. <laughs> Rightfully so. I would right. hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Step into your life. That's actually a line from a, a, a song at the church that I go to. Really? Uh, I love just that. Just being, uh, you know, comfortable and at peace because... The universal force, God sees you as you are. Wow. In I your full self, in your full it. purpose. So you step into your light. I love it. I've been happy. And I think it's a good thing that it, you, because you brought it up, like we are both kids, right? So, and we're used to having lights. And oh, I know, us, and you so. remember um, our director, who happens to be my brother, Chrisman, find your light. Remember that? He would yes, say, find we're your doing light. walking in the theater, and this is going to find your light. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. So actually, the light that is my light, I just have to step into that space and actually be comfortable. As I was saying, yeah, step into your light, the mm-hmm. line you said. And that other thing we said was in theater, our director would say, find your light. And it makes me examine and think about, one, have I really been hesitant into stepping into my light? And what is it that has held me back from stepping into that space comfortably? Mm-hmm. Maybe I have stepped into that light, but as a matter of necessity, because I had to function and deliver my work, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one is find your light. I think that was interesting because that that does echo when I do my work. I even do that when I facilitate. I think I've told you this before. When I would facilitate big meetings, I would make sure to go be in the venue before anyone else. Oh, yeah. Welcome everyone into my space. Yes. And everyone is welcomed into the energy that mm-hmm. you want to, to be pervading in that whole experience, yes. whether strategy meeting, a planning meeting, or a reflection meeting, or whatever it is, consultation, they come into that space. And with that, is that vision of me finding that light, being in the center. Mm -hmm. But actually, my facilitation style is that, yes, you come into my space, but the light that is focused on me in the beginning is actually then, if you were, if you're looking at theater light, it floods back to the audience. It widens. It widens the scope yeah. to include all the participants. Yes. And yeah. then I become more invisible because that <laughs> light is on them. That's kind of how I seen them. But but this is interesting what you've introduced uh, the concept of stepping into my light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts? To connect it still to talking about light and finding achievement it feels like it was important to you maybe in the past i'm not too sure if it still is it seems important to you that the the why why is it important to you then about having a degree what is it connected to uh because okay because it has been a practical barrier to applying for positions. Um, Were you when, denied positions in, ap- in your applications because you didn't have what I, they... I don't know if I was not denied per se, but I feel I can just deduce that sometimes it got me, you know, out of the shortlist or not included mm. me in a shortlist because immediately when it's there in, in a job advert, you would already have the the required uh, essential, yeah. whatever it is called. And it will be postgraduate or graduate degrees, right? Yeah. But the rest of the list in the qualifications, I'm like... Um, Can I, I share with you one thing that I've read oh, yeah, from, from recruiters uh, yeah, and HR ahead. folks? As long as the achievements that you have meet what's on their list then they they don't necessarily look at you graduated from this that you have this degree 
I think in the business world, as long as you've delivered and you have these achievements, that is weightier than whatever education. Because you can always you've always proven that you've always been doing professional development as well. It's not like you stopped, right? I hear you, but two things. A lot of the kind of short list the long listing now mm-hmm. screening is actually automated isn't it yes. there's some un i will cite the un or global agency sites where it's automated when you submit an application for a job posting yes and the pre-screening already has those mm. yeah. right the tick off and then well then need to, how do you get past that past that mm. One that's one. Um second. Um I forgot the second. <laughs> it'll come back, it'll come back. But yeah, but that's one of the key things I think that it doesn't affect me when I'm there, like when I'm on a table. Yeah, I, when you're doing the work on a roll. Yeah. It's it's before you enter, it's it's mm. to enter these spaces. Yeah. Or or get into rules. So I don't think of it every day. Good. But when I'm in like those junctures in my career path or in my life where I then have to try and go into spaces where I'm not in, and but I think I would have contributed a lot to, but then I couldn't. Because this becomes, that's why I basically wrote that. It's barred my way. There's barbed obstacles i call it even i like that the, the alliteration that you have there a barb and a bar oh yeah the barb obstacles that have barred <laughs> my way yeah the career options and workplaces because they do ask for degrees diplomas and medals they do yeah so but i think the world is changing very much so have to it will have yeah. and if you the funny thing the irony is all these big leaders in the business and even government, I would think, but just leaders in general mm-hmm. that are actually celebrated for not having gone through these traditional pathways of credentialing themselves, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. we can probably rattle off names of people who have been so groundbreaking and and revolutionary in what they've introduced to the world that didn't have degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Can you name one? Like Bill Gates is one. <laughs> he didn't finish his degree. And uh, it's another white guy. But because I'm talking about like the tech world, right? That's, yeah, that's there's what a lot I'm currently people. reading right now. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, one person. Really, but- the disruptive creative game changing things that happen come from people who are eager to learn that in the academe or didn't learn all that from school yeah i mean not the how-tos of it but basically just the whole foundational skills or personalities even or capacities that that you develop or or even innate in you, I guess. Take it for what I think, I mean, in the educational system, it is good because if you're able to 
learn how to learn, right? If it teaches you how to learn, not necessarily the content, not necessarily all about the content, right? Because I was a humanities major and I enjoyed the discussions on civilization, on history, mm -hmm. on looking at the art. So mm -hmm. it allowed me, the good teachers gave me the way to reconfigure my eyes and ears on what to look for and what does it mean in the world. Yeah, right? same, same. So don't get me wrong that I'm bashing academia or whatever. I have great yes. respect that part of me still yearns to be able to actually re-enter and even re-experience it differently ah, because I'm a trainer now I do a lot of yes. enabling of learning for others even I've actually given more trainings than I've received so that's the funny <laughs> part sometimes when I do my CV and the other way they structure it like trainings received right further yeah. professional art training I've actually trained hundreds, hundreds literally of consultants are over the world. Yeah. Even <laughs> senior ones into methodologies and approaches. But I wasn't a participant because I designed the bloody thing. Yeah. So, so instead of like training received, you should have it on your CV. It's like trainings delivered. Trainings conducted, training right? designed, trainings and then and then have I a note of like who are, what's the level of the participants who work. Not bragging, <laughs> but there there's consultants in my field who have included the trainings that I had designed and led yeah. as part of their professional uh, Dev. development. Yes, it's cited <laughs> there. Cool. But I can put it in trainings received because I didn't. I wasn't. Then up, turn that apple cart. Instead of training received, like training delivered. Hey, Boom. But, but because, like, hang because on. But but because it's 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 box, oh. box like that, right? In form. Oh, okay. So All maybe right. I just put it still there. I'll put the role trainer <laughs> design yeah. design train and <laughs> the hell. See, that's what I mean. The world is structured in a certain way. And unfortunately, even agencies that are meant to be leading change in the world, yeah, their recruitment. If you look at it, it's ironic because their recruitment methods and tools are structured in the traditional ways. Sometimes it's even a leader for innovation. But yeah. then you look at it and the way they recruit and screen and frame how they find people is actually really not innovative or not leading to change or whatever. Or yeah, so you've gotten an approval or saying that, yeah, you're on the right path, that it doesn't allow those folks sometimes to break out and find new ways because you've been told that yes that's the right thing yep. i guess what i'm trying to say is that sometimes having credentials can also limit you because us human beings we're really not comfortable with change so that when something comes up and seems like a different way of doing things especially if you have an ma or your mba or a phd and then oh shit how do I? If that's something that's different. Like, oh, why do? No, because this is the thing that I've been told. And, you know, elite school had said, yes, you're right. This is the way to do things. We should have a, a conversation with someone who has that kind of profile and is now faced with this, the reality that the world is changing. So, for example, someone who studied for so long or had this many degrees of all different levels in terms of technology, for example. 
the science of data. And now you have artificial intelligence and all these things that were not in your formal learning pathway because they didn't exist before. Mm. But also it becomes a product of the very field and or industry that you that you were in it's a product of the development of that industry or the successes yeah now you're faced with all these new things how do you navigate and how do you feel about it and what is the quality of engaging that helps enables you to continue to be productively be part of that field i like that idea yeah this kind of feels like a two-parter maybe this will be a two-part conversation i know i know we can continue but anyway i think we have to end this one more to be discussed (laughs) but for now thanks for joining us on liminal writing and do feel free to give us comments to those who have managed to listen to some of our podcasts and we'll see you again all right bye now bye